0: What's up and welcome to Crossover Wednesdays here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm James Yarko, one of the hosts of Locked On Bucks, joined by Marcus Mosier, host of Locked On Cowboys. You can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. You can check out everything that Marcus is doing over with The Athletic, and please make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Locked On Cowboys, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at Marcus underscore Mosier. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, James. How are you? Uh, wow. I am excited that there is only two weeks left in this nightmare <laughs> we call the 2018 season.
1: <laughs> uh, listen, it, it, it could be worse, right? You could be, I, I, I don't know what team is in a worse situation. You could be the Raiders, the other team that I cover. You could be the Raiders. So don't, it's oh. never as bad as it appears.
0: Yeah, that is that is true. But for a team to start off two and zero and have the number one offense in football and be five and nine at this point, it's just it's hashtag it's a Bucks life, right? But know? that's
1: a, it's a positive that at least you have a pretty good offense, right? Considering some of the injuries you guys have had, uh, the suspensions to still have one of the better offenses in the league, that's at least something you can hang your hat on at the end of the year, right?
0: That's fair. That's fair, but. You know, the, the team that we are facing this week, you know, heading to Jerry World there in Dallas, you're you know the Dallas Cowboys, the team that you cover. They've lost one game. Of course, that was last week against the Colts since acquiring Amari Cooper. And, and you know, everybody's there. What is Jerry Jones doing? There he goes again, making headlines uh You know, overpaying for somebody, and Amari Cooper has been absolutely incredible since joining the Cowboys. It, it seems to have ignited this team. The defense has been playing extremely well. They they shut down uh, the the Saints not too long ago. You know what what happened on Sunday against the Colts? You 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 go to Indy, put up a goose egg, and and. You know, had a lot of people, myself included, who had the Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper stack in uh, FDS, uh, scratching their heads going, what in the world happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, this was a a game that I think all Cowboy fans saw coming. You you win five straight games, one game against the Saints. Uh, They had a big divisional win against the Eagles uh, last Sunday in overtime. And the Cowboys basically have everything locked up in the NFC East. All they need to do is win one more game or have the Eagles lose one more. And it was just a game where the Cowboys kind of came in. They were flat. They didn't execute. The defense didn't show up. And all of a sudden, you know, the Colts are rolling 23 to nothing. I mean, you just can't do that in the NFL. The Colts are too good of a team to just think you can show up and win a game. So uh, the Cowboys got humbled a little bit. Now they're looking to go back home to Dallas and take on a team that I think has a little bit of spoiler potential in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
0: Well, I, I would say that you're probably a little more confident than I am. Um, you know, this, the, the game against the Ravens on Sunday might go down as the most boring Buccaneers game I've watched in probably the last three years. It was, it was painful. Um, but you know what? that's why the Ravens are so successful because right. the, they'll pound you down with their defense. And then they just drag these games out with the, with the running attack. They rushed 49 times for, I think it was close to or over 250 yards. Um, I don't like think that's an a army re-
1: Navy game right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think that's a recipe for success for the post season. I think Lamar Jackson still has a lot of developing to do. He was personally my favorite quarterback uh in the draft Baker Mayfield has has kind of made me eat a little bit of crow but i think Lamar Jackson has a very bright future and that's why they're they're sticking with him but this buccaneers team you mentioned uh you know they 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 played really tough against the saints 2 weeks ago you know we were talking about it off air and you know, dominated the first half, and then couldn't do anything in the second half, and and they lost. And it's the the constant storyline of not being able to play complementary football. When they get stops on defense, the offense goes three three and out or, or turns the ball over. When the offense is just lighting things up, the defense can't get a stop. You know, you play a great first half in in all three facets, and then in the second half you implode. It, it's just been a, a complete mess. So. When I take a look at a matchup against a Cowboys team that has, you know, an incredible running attack, you know, one of the best in football and and the Buccaneers just gave up, you know, 18 miles worth of rushing yards to the Baltimore Ravens, you know, advantage Cowboys. I I take a look at the secondary that the Bucs have with with Brent Grimes, you know, basically showing up to pick up his paychecks and and do little to nothing to earn them. Uh Carlton Davis has been injured you know they're they're playing with an incredibly beat up secondary the way Amari Cooper has taken off you know that's that's another advantage for the Cowboys so you know we I think we see this game very differently I I'm not so sure it's even really going to be that close
1: uh I would yeah I would love to expand on why I think this is going to be you know maybe a closer game I let's start with the Tampa Bay defense uh the, the back seven is not very good and I think you hit on all those things there if the Cowboys are going to win this game they're going to win it by passing all over Tampa Bay. But what concerns me is the the Bucks' defensive line. Um, now they've got some players on that defensive line that have given the Cowboys problems in the past. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul, I know hasn't had a great year, um, but he's a guy that has historically played pretty well against Tyron Smith. Um, Gerald McCoy is going to be going up against probably Xavier Suafilo and Connor Williams. I'm not sure if Zach Martin's going to play in this game. So he's going to be facing backups. Uh, I watched some Vita Vea film from last week and please correct me if I'm wrong but I think that was probably his best game of the season, right?
0: Um yeah, if not it's close. Right. He he did play really well and and you've kind of seen him get better and better as the weeks go on and you, you know, you're not you're not surrounded by it the way that I am where we have this very large contingent of people that hate Vita Vea strictly because he was the pick and not Derwin James. Absolutely.
1: I understand that.
0: Yeah, we have all these people flipping out about how great Derwin James is, and it's so hard to explain. Like, First off, the pick was done seven months ago, so get over it. It's not changing. Second of all, what part of this defense and Mike Smith scheme do you think Derwin James would have been successful in? And and you have Vita Vea, who – he was injured. He missed training camp. He missed uh, rookie minicamp and, and OTAs in the preseason. His season didn't get started until week four. So you've seen this kind of learn-on-the-fly progression of how good and how dominant he can be if he continues on. But, yeah, you're right. Vita Vea played an incredible game against the Ravens.
1: And, and I think that's what concerns me so much is the combination of Gerald McCoy and Vita Vitavea inside against Xavier Suofilo, Joe Looney, and Connor Williams. Uh, The Cowboys are known for their elite offensive line for, you know, usually having at least two pro bowlers on the inside with Travis Frederick and Zach Martin. I don't think obviously Frederick's not playing. I don't think Martin's going to play. It it wouldn't surprise me if Vita Bay and McCoy are able to take over this game enough to not only disrupt the the Cowboys rushing attack, but also their passing attack. Well, uh, passing attacks, the Cowboys can't expose uh, the, the Buccaneers corners on the outside. So, I think there's going to be some matchups in here where Tampa Bay can win. And I don't think I, – I just don't think those cornerbacks are going to get as, as exposed uh, as maybe they should.
0: Well, before we dive too much deeper into the the matchup between the Cowboys and the Bucs, we, of course, have to give a shout-out to our good friends over at DraftKings. And, look, if you were in a situation like I was in this past week where you started Keenan Allen – and you faced DeAndre Hopkins. You didn't have a good week. I mean, my opponent's kicker scored 22 points and I had three guys combined for 0.5. Basically, that means I was eliminated from my fantasy football league playoffs, but the season is not, is not over thanks to our friends over at DraftKings. It's week 16 of the football season, and that means time is running out to get in on the action. Every single game will matter with huge playoff implications at stake, and it could go a long way for you to win some huge cash prizes. Single-game fantasy football is the newest way to play one-day fantasy at DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. If you've been thinking about trying DraftKings, now's the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to just one game making it easier to draft your lineup. All you have to do is draft six players from a single football game, one captain, and five other players. Your captain will earn 1.5 times the points. You can go for value or for star power to anchor your lineup. It's that simple. Six players from just one game. Just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app now. Use code LOCKEDON to enter a single game contest for free this week with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1 million in total prizes. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Marcus, you've you've touched on the secondary, and I'll tell you what, I'm I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna do this this one game fantasy for the Bucks and Cowboys. Um I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see who the, the captain will be. I might go Zeke, I might go Amari Cooper because I still think uh, you know, even even with the the mismatches you see it. Um, with the interior of the lines, if the running game starts to get slowed down, um, you know they can utilize Cooper and, and really expose some of the defense. And they've started utilizing Ezekiel Elliott more in the run or more in the passing game than they have in the past, and that's really just kind of added to how good he is. the The thing that I want to look at is is the defense. This is a defense that completely shut down the New Orleans Saints. You know, one of one of the best offenses in football. And the last time these two teams faced off was a, a game that was flexed into Sunday night football playoff implications on the line. And I do believe I could be wrong. I may have to to double check here. I believe that loss by the Buccaneers was the first in what is currently a 12 game road losing streak for the Bucs.
1: Ooh, ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that Cowboy defense for just a second. Um, Absolutely. They've got a lot of talent at some important positions. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is obviously the best player on their defense. Uh, he's an absolute game record. Now, he's a little banged up. Uh, he's going to play, uh, but he's not 100%. But he is a player that we have seen take over this, the, the the game before. Uh, Byron Jones their cornerback on the outside he just made his first Pro Bowl I expect him to be lined up with Mike Evans a lot Um, and then at linebacker you've got a lot of talent there with Leighton Vander Esch, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith those guys are just flying all over the field right now I think it's going to be interesting to see how they match up with Tampa Bay If, if if Deshaun Jackson plays in this game and it sounds like he wants to uh this could be a fun little matchup between the Tampa Bay receivers and the uh Cowboys secondary in my opinion.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I I just I've I fact-checked myself here and that was indeed the first game of what is now a 12 game road losing streak for the Bucks. You you talk about the 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 Dallas defense and, and and how good it's been. And you look at those linebackers and then you take a look at look at a Buccaneers team whose offensive line was supposed to be greatly improved this year with the addition of Ryan Jensen at, at center. They move Ali Marpet to the left side. You know, he's been an elite level left guard. And this is a guy that has played at an elite level at right guard, center and left guard, three different positions over the last three years. He's been fantastic, but Jensen has been a massive disappointment. Donovan Smith is looking for top 10 left tackle money, and there's no chance he gets that kind of money unless he becomes a left tackle in the XFL because he has been just beaten and bludgeoned and dominated all season long. The right side of the line can't stop anybody. Caleb Beninock is, to be nice about it, he's awful. Um, and DeMar Dotson, he's, he's been you know a mainstay with the bucks for a long time he's the longest tenured buccaneer but that age is starting to catch up with him he's he his legs have been injured he's he's got bad knees bad ankles um you know he's he's still good but he's not good enough to to compensate for how bad Beninock is so this is a team that you know the head coach is preaching we got to run the ball more we got to run the ball more well against a Dallas defense like this First off, you're going to have trouble running the ball regardless. Second off, you're going to have a lot of trouble running the ball with this offensive line and and Peyton Barber in the backfield. And I love Peyton Barber, and, and he can be great, but they pivot away from him so often in favor of Jaquas Rodgers for God knows what reason that it, it just kind of takes them out of the flow of the game. So I, I just – if the Bucs are going to have a chance, it's going to have to be with the quick – Short to intermediate pass game to Humphreys and and Cameron Bray, and then taking your shots with Mike Evans. Deshaun Jackson claims that he thinks he'll be able to play Sunday. If I'm the Buccaneers, shut him down. Don't start him. Leave it with Godwin. You know that's how it's going to be next year with with Mike and Godwin and and potentially Humphreys if they bring him back. Just keep rolling with it. But this. This Dallas defense, I look at them the same way, essentially, that I do the Ravens, that they're going to be able to shut down what the Buccaneers like to do.
1: Yeah, so a, a few things I'll just kind of add in there. Um, the Cowboys defense on the season has been really good at not allowing big plays. They have given up just 42 plays of over 20 yards this season. That's the second fewest in the NFL. What they want opponents to do is to kind of dink and dunk their way all the way down the field. Um that's kind of, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not really Tampa Bay's mo. They're a big play offense. Uh, I think I just checked; they're number one in the league in air yards. They love to throw the ball down the field. Uh, that just doesn't really mesh uh, mesh up with how the Cowboys want to play defense. Last week, the Colts were the first team this season to basically run up the middle on Dallas on every single first down. And it worked. Marlon Mack rushed for 140 yards. The Colts ended up with 198 rushing yards. So the way to beat the Cowboys is to run inside. Uh, You know, run at their kind of weak interior defensive line. Don't run to the outside where the the fast linebackers can make plays. Um, But you mentioned the interior of the offensive line for Tampa Bay, and it's just not particularly good. Uh, Ali Marpet really quickly. uh, He went to Hobart, which is not too far from where I live. I'm familiar with uh, Ali. Uh, one of the toughest kids you'll you'll ever meet. Um, so I, I've always kind of admired his game a little bit. But yeah, that if Tampa Bay is going to win this game, they're going to have to be they're going to have to have ten, twelve, fourteen play drives. Is that something that you you anticipate Tampa Bay being able to do?
0: Yeah, we've seen them do that, and and it's funny you you mentioned how how the Colts ran the ball up the middle because when the Buccaneers have success in the running game. It is running up the middle. They cannot run to the outside. They don't have the blocking on the outside of the line to be able to get to the edge. They don't have the speed at running back. You know that was supposed to be what what Ronald Jones provided. He just hasn't he hasn't gotten it. Uh, if he will, you know, time will tell. But there's not a whole lot of of running backs drafted in the second round at the NFL. Uh, it, it, you know, in the NFL draft that basically have under 20 carries their rookie year and, and go on to be superstars. Right. Um So Peyton Barber's success is going up the middle and, and he can bust off 10, 12, 15 yard runs. Um, you know, as soon as he gets past that, that line, he has that, that quickness and, and the shiftiness to be able to do that. And it's so frustrating when we see them, you know, run up the middle, three consecutive plays get, you know, two first downs and you're at at second and short and they run a a a, a toss sweep or or a you know some sort of dumb dumb run play and and it sets them back or or they'll draw back with Winston and then the line can't protect him and he either has to scramble or he gets sacked Um, but yeah I mean we've seen the the Bucks put together these these long sustained drives and it they'll they'll get in the end zone but just as often as they, as they get in the end zone, it seems that they'll get into the red zone, have an offensive holding penalty, an offensive pass interference, something will go wrong. They have to settle for three. That three is is a little more uh, reliable with Santos, you know, than it was with Chandler Catanzaro. But yeah, it's still not a sure thing. We we saw the the Bucks attempt an extra point on Sunday that the ball slipped through the holder's hands and hit him in the face. So. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's nothing surprises us anymore.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it, it, I'm I'm really interested to see this matchup because I, I do think Tampa Bay is going to be able to move the ball on Dallas. Now, where I think they're going to be able to take advantage of him is opposite of Byron Jones. Uh, Chadobi Wuzier, the Cowboys' other outside cornerback, has had kind of an up and down year. Um, now they don't really travel their cornerbacks all that often so it's going to be interesting to see what Tampa Bay does if they put Mike Evans in the slot and is that something they they they've done much this year
0: uh very very little I mean I can probably count on one hand the number of times I remember Mike lining up inside at any point uh and that's usually been when they had Deshaun on the field as well um you know, and, and they could kind of sneak Mike in the middle with Godwin and, and Jackson opposite each other. But, yeah, it's not something that really happens very often.
1: See, I think Mike Evans' ability to win in the middle part of the field, either on digs or post routes, I think that's going to be open all day long. So it's just going to be whether or not Jameis and Evans can connect. If, if they can, I envision this being a pretty big day for Mike Evans
0: yeah i would i would hope so and you know mike mike evans might want to go out there and make a statement after being snubbed for the pro bowl despite being the number two receiver in the nfl um you know even with <laughs> as bad as the bucks are you you kind of look at this team and you're like how did mike evans not make it how did lavon i mean i know how levante doesn't make it he never makes it because in the pro bowl you know outside linebackers that get in are generally right. three four rather than four three and then jason pierre paul who's who's been phenomenal for the Bucks all season long, 11 and a half sacks, 19 quarterback hits, 14 tackles for loss. Um, he's been a monster. He's the first buck to have double digit sacks since 2007 with Simeon rice. So yeah, he's, he's been a monster all year long. And, and, you know, he may, he may go out there and want to have a statement game. I know he hates the Cowboys uh, just because of all of all those years with the giants, but he also strikes me as more of the type that, that, looks at the Pro Bowl and just says, you know, whatever, I'm going to continue to go out and just do my job.
1: Right. So that's those are going to be some interesting matchups to see. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how um, some of these Tampa Bay defenders play. I, Levante David last week, uh, another guy that I watched uh, and studied quite a bit. I mean, he was fantastic. I think he had two sacks in the game, double-digit mm-hmm. tackles. Uh, I mean, without Quan Alexander, I think he's playing, you know, some of the best football of his career. Uh, my question for you is those other linebackers outside of Levante David. Uh, can you just kind of give Cowboy fans a quick primer on the other two guys that are going to be playing next to him?
0: Yeah, well, um, Darius Taylor will be in there. He missed last week. Um opted to not make the trip in favor of being at the hospital for the birth of his first child. Can't say that. I blame him. Um, yeah, there were a lot of people right. on Twitter killing the guy for it too. Like, you know, this is your job. You should be Dr. Game check. You know, how do you skip a game? And it's like, first off, I doubt you have children. If you're saying that second off, right. we all have jobs where we get paid days off. I don't think he should be Dr. Game check for the birth of his child. Um, but Adarius Taylor has been, He's been a decent linebacker. Yeah, he's more of a of a special teams guy, you know, when there aren't injuries to deal with, because of course the Buccaneers have not had Kendall Beck with all season long. He had his ankle just absolutely mangled in a car accident in New Orleans before um you know, before OTAs and everything. He had multiple surgeries to fix it. He's he's put on the shelf. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned, Quan Alexander has been out with that Torn ACL. So Darius Taylor. I mean, he's he's decent, he's solid, um, much better in run defense than he is in, in pass coverage. They have Riley Bulla out there who, you know, he was the the hard knocks uh, darling uh, that didn't make the team. They ended up bringing him back on. Um, he makes a lot of mistakes. He had a sure interception in his hands against Baltimore, dropped it. But he's a young guy. He's still learning. And And, you know, if he was better than what he is, he would be the starter, not – not the backup. And then there's also Devonte Bond and he's another guy that he'll, he'll miss some tackles, but he can also make some splash plays. And, and he does a really good job of reading the quarterback and reading the situation. It's just a matter of finishing the plays. So, you know, all, all three of the other linebackers outside of Levante David, that'll see the field. They definitely have their ups and downs, but you know, they're, not not Bulla so much, but but Bond and Taylor definitely have big, you know, difference making big play abilities.
1: Yeah, and one more guy that I want to mention: Cowboy fans will know this name well because we talked about him a lot on our podcast. Uh, Jack Citchy, uh he's not going to play. He, I think he tore his ACL. Right, he
0: did in the same game that they lost. Quan Alexander,
1: yeah, and that's brutal
0: because
1: Jack uh, was a guy that we loved at Wisconsin. We thought he had you know, Pro Bowl caliber ability when he was healthy. I think he fell to the fifth round. Um, so just just a lot of tough injuries there for Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm a big fan of Sitchie too. I, I was disappointed to see his season end as abruptly as it did because he, he got some opportunity there when Levante was hurt. Then Quan goes down and it's like, all right, now we're really going to see him you know, get a lot of opportunity. And and he was a guy with a second, third round draft grade, but he was hurt a lot at Wisconsin. And then to see him go down was, it was really, really tough, but hopefully he'll bounce back. You know, I'm excited at, at some of the talent that that he has and, and what he can develop into. And, and if he comes along and then you mix him with Kendall Beckwith, should he be able to make a full recovery? Quan Alexander, Levante, David, you know, and then you still have Taylor and Bond there for, for, special teams and then to fill in for any injuries this could be one of the best full linebacking cores in all of football if everybody can stay healthy
1: yeah absolutely i think from top to bottom it has you know some of the most talent in the league Uh, i think you know with the cowboys i think you can also say the same thing about their linebackers
0: they're oh absolutely
1: they're going to try to find a way again this week to try to rotate snaps between vanderesh jalen smith and sean lee so uh, these are two of the better linebacking cores in the league when they're both healthy.
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Before we get on to move on to our our predictions, um, you know the the two guys as I I kind of mentioned earlier in the show that I'm really keeping my eye on that can blow this game open with the quickness are of course Zeke and and Amari Cooper, and I think what they do offensively matches up in you know, very favorably. For the Cowboys against what the Buccaneers have and what the Buccaneers can do. Because although the Bucs can go in spurts doing a decent job of stopping the run, as you pointed out, Vita Vea coming off arguably his best game. And and I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but when the Ravens ran at the Bucks with Vea on the field, they were averaging two yards less per carry yeah. than Vea off the field. So he is starting to make that impact. So I look for Zeke to be able to I- expose the Bucks' defense when Vea isn't in the game, as well as being able to break on the outside. Levante David, of course, has an incredible ability to track down the ball carrier no matter where they are on the field. But Zeke's burst of speed is just so fantastic that I think if if he's running, you know, outside away from from Levante, he's going to have an advantage there. And then Amari Cooper, it doesn't matter which corner he's matched up with. If he and Dak can find that rhythm again that they've had these past couple of weeks since he joined the Cowboys, the Bucs' defense is in for a very, very long day. You're looking at a, at a team that, as I said, Brent Grimes is there to collect his check and get out of there. Uh, Carlton Davis has been fighting injury. MJ Stewart, uh, it looks like he's going to miss again. You know, they're on their, their second string uh second and third string safeties Justin Evans was just placed on injured reserve today so he's done for the year. Jordan Whitehead, a fourth round pick out of Pittsburgh has been absolutely phenomenal. You know, filling it Chris Conti was the starter at the beginning of the season then he was stiff-armed all the way to the IR by Vance McDonald in week 3. Whitehead is undoubtedly the Bucks rookie of the year this year in my opinion. But he can only do so much. You're looking at guys like like Andrew Adams and uh, J.V. and Elliott and, and these guys that they're literally picking up off the streets to try to slow down uh, a Dallas offense that has been you know pretty potent up until they they face the Indianapolis Colts.
1: One really quick note on Vita Vea before we move on, uh, that Leighton Van Der Esch and Vita Vea basically became the two guys that the Cowboys fell in love with
0: in the draft. Uh,
1: they had a lot of discussions about moving ahead of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay moved up in the draft, I believe, correct? They moved up a pick, or did they move yeah, No, They
0: they traded back with Buffalo so that Buffalo could go get um Josh Allen. Josh
1: Allen. That was what that's what it was. The Dallas tried to move ahead of Tampa Bay though because they had a feeling that's who Tampa Bay wanted. Uh so they decided to wait, let Vaya go off the board. Um they t- tried to move up a couple spots to get to Leighton Van Der Esch, decided to stay put and and that's who they've selected. But you know, if Dallas would have been a little bit more aggressive, Vita Vea could have been a Cowboy. I'm not sure whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing for the Cowboys, but just kind of something to note uh, really quickly. I, I do think in this game, the Cowboys might try to be a little bit more uh, quicker paced. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get Tampa Bay in a situation where Bay is off the field. Uh, once they get Tampa Bay, maybe doing a nickel package or something that they like uh, because they know how much he can disrupt the game. So uh, just look for, I'm going to be, all my eyes are going to be on Vea. I want to see how he can, com- he plays against this Cowboys defensive line or offensive line. Uh, and maybe what the Cowboys missed out on.
0: Well, and, and by telling the story of, of Dallas wanting to move up to snag Vea before the Bucks did, you have really just enraged all the Derwinites that are listening <laughs> that are still mad about Derwin James. Sorry, guys. Uh. Oh, here. Uh, anytime we mention Veya, it just makes the Derwin James fans upset. And so I've actually started making it a point to just try to poke at them just because, you know, it's fun. I, I get enjoyment out of it's it. It's
1: like what we did with we took Morris Claiborne over Fletcher Cox and Luke Keegley. No big deal, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that that draft very well because I was I was pounding the table because I wanted the Bucks to take Morris Claiborne.
1: Who did you guys take instead? now I forget?
0: Oh gosh.
1: It wasn't Mark Barron, right? No. It was. Was it?
0: It was. Yeah. yeah. Because the the Bucks could have had Keekly and Levante.
1: Uh the NFL draft. It's so much fun.
0: Uh, thanks, Mark Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, before we get out of here, Marcus, what is your final score prediction? for the Cowboys and the Bucks this Sunday at Jerry World.
1: I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what people think. This is not going to be a Dallas Cowboys blowout. I'm telling you right now, this will be a game that comes down to the fourth quarter, probably a game that's decided on the last possession or two. Having said that, I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to upset the Cowboys in Dallas I will say 24 to 23. I I really I really think that the Tampa Bay matches up well with them, and you know they've played some similar opponents the last couple of weeks. Maybe they have a little bit of feel of uh, of like how to stop a running team. But I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay to to make the upset this week.
0: I'm not even sure how to react at this point in time. Your team like is you, not as
1: bad as w- what it seems. It's not. It, it, there's been there's a couple of th- games go your way a different way, and that team is a seven and seven team. It's nowhere near as bad as what you think.
0: While true, I have little to no confidence that they will actually win this week. I still have nightmares about what David Irving did in the last meeting. He's yes, not David. Playing, but
1: that's a good thing. He he's not going to be there, so you'll be fine.
0: No, but Beninok still is. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I look at, at a team that is fighting for the division title, fighting for a home playoff game. They're obviously not going to get a first round bye, but they're fighting for that home playoff game against a team where when one of the starting offensive linemen was asked about playing to save Dirk Cutter's job, he responded with, it's every man for himself. That is not the formula to me to finish a season strong and upset a playoff-bound team. Um, In the end, I think Zeke and Cooper are just too much. Um, I think the Cowboys get back on track, and I think their defense uh, does a, a pretty good job of containing the Bucks' offense and what they can do. So I will take the Dallas Cowboys 34 to 20. And you, you may still be right. It may come down to that fourth quarter um, where the Bucks are, are moving in a position to tie the game. 27, 27 costly turnover, maybe return for a touchdown. Yeah, you know, it may still be a, a one possession game there in the fourth quarter, but I think in the end, uh, the Cowboys uh, are, are just going to be too much.
1: I think this is going to be a fun one o'clock game. I think when we get to about three forty-five p.m. Eastern time, I, I think Red Zone is going to be onto this game a lot. So, just uh, this one has some fun, some fun uh, potential, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do we know who's uh, who's doing the broadcast yet?
1: Uh, I don't know yet, but it'll probably. Well,
0: Given it that it's Daryl cow-
1: Johnson, I'll, I'll guess it'll probably be them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, given that it's the Cowboys, I'm assuming we're not going to end up with Tom Brenneman, which makes nah, me happy. Probably
1: not. <laughs> <Probably not>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for, for joining me and doing the crossover episode. I really appreciate some of your time
1: yeah, anytime. Thanks.
0: Yeah. And of course you can check out everything that Marcus is doing over with the athletic, follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. It's M O S H E R. And of course at locked on Cowboys, you can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and follow along on Twitter at locked on bucks and at Jay Yarko underscore bucks. Thank you all so much for joining us right here on crossover Wednesdays.